Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today we will be joined by A's Chief Operating Officer, Chris Giles, who's going to let everyone know about all the changes to the A's access plan for next year, what he's been hearing from fans throughout the season about this year's plan, and how sales went this year, all very interesting next on A's Plus. Today on A's Plus, our guest is A's COO, Chris Giles. Chris, uh, I know that today you guys are uh, making some really fun announcements about A's access uh, and what it's going to entail for next year. But first, let's talk a little bit about this year and what A's access has done for the team. Um, overall, what would you say about the way that, that the sort of the membership program, if, if you will, has gone for, for the team and, and for your fans? We're thrilled about the reaction we've received from our fans, um, not only the number of them that have signed up for the program, um, but I actually just left a meeting with about uh, 60 fans. Mark Cannon and I did a panel, and just hearing the things that they enjoy about the program, the flexibility of the program, I mean, what we're finding is there's a lot of different ways that people want to consume baseball today, um, and delivering a much more flexible program that really aims to differentiate their experience as a member from that as someone who just walks in the day for one game um, is really at the essence of what we've built. Uh, obviously, the numbers are pretty staggering. Um, I, I know you've doubled uh, essentially your season ticket base, um, and uh, it was more than 9,000 new fans that have bought um, ticket plans through A's Access. Did you have an estimate going into it? Was this far more than you would have anticipated? Like double um, seems pretty extraordinary. Um, I would never have estimated double. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know that we had an estimate. We were building something that had never been done before. We were taking core membership principles from industries um, well outside of sports. We were looking at things like gyms and country clubs and software as a service models. Um, I mean, it, we're we're in a we're in a state of uh, affairs now where consumers are subscribing to everything. You can now subscribe to a car. Um, consumers are just really used to thinking about things as like, hey, what do I have to pay to get access to something? And what we've really done is taken that macro trend in consumption um, and really rethought the business model for baseball. What were some of the wrinkles that you ran into this year? The biggest one is the learning curve. Um, so when we sell memberships that allow people to come into the building whenever they want, it's much like a gym, um, it's very different than tickets. Whereas tickets are transferable. You can give them to anybody else. And a lot of people are like, hey, how come I can't just give my pass to someone else? Um, and the education process of getting them to think about it much more like a membership. No one would ever think about, hey, like I'll just give you, Susan, my gym membership, and you can go use it today, I'll use it tomorrow. Well, maybe let's not talk about Netflix. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So um, just the core differences in, in, you know, we've had, you know, a hundred years of one model right. um, and getting people to think about it differently. Um, we've also found that people use their tickets very differently and really building a program that contemplates the fact that you might share your set of you know, your membership and your set of seats with two other families, three other families. Um, and really, you know, as we work through year one of the program, a lot of the things that we focused on 
for the 2020 version of the program was really to address those two things. How can we make this program as simple as possible, but then also how can we make it as flexible as possible to make sure that whatever your use case is, that A's Access works for you. So how are you addressing that, the people who do want to split, say, a, a, like a 24-game plan with, friend, with other friends? How are you making that uh, possible? So we're making um, all of the plans 24 seats and up um, eligible for add-on members. If you just do a 10-seat membership, we don't consider that a shareable membership. Um, but for the 24-seat plans, for $199, you can just add on a full-benefited member. So that individual gets the 81 games of access, you share the seats, um, but that person gets all of the discounts and all of the members. I mean, all the member benefits. Um, and then for the halves and fulls, they're just $99. We recognize that, you know, as you move up the number of reserved seats in your plan, really the benefit of the 81 game accesses diminishes as you move up. Um, so just making sure that we're matching pricing with benefits. Have you, have you found, are there many fans who are using the access every single game? I mean, could you maybe award some prizes at the end of the season if somebody actually does go to all, I think it's actually 79 games but yeah. this year. But um, are, there, are there a few people that you've found that are actually making incredible full use of the whole thing? Um, it's, it's pretty uncommon. What we're finding is it's much more, it's very much like a gym. Um, you know, if you ask people, I think Berkeley did a study, if you ask people um, how often they're going to use their gym at the time of purchase, they say something like 10 times a month. The actual utilization is much closer to four. Um, on average, we're seeing, you know, close to 5% usage on any given night. Um, but over 50% of our members have taken advantage of the ability to come to game to a game, at least one game, uh, when they don't have a ticket. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, next year, I know you're expanding a lot of the benefits. Um, it sounds like you're, you've really been listening to the fan base and, and the things that were important to them. Um, what sort of things can people look forward to next year? The biggest changes are one, um, every single member is going to have full ballpark access. So this year we had tiered access. So if you were a um, a 10 or a 24 season, uh, 24 game member, you know you had access to just the treehouse and the stomping ground and the East Side Club. It was really difficult for us to deliver the level of service we wanted to in that kind of finite space. There wasn't the variety of food people wanted, um, and so this year we're every single member is going to have full ballpark access. They're going to be able to go where they want, when they want. Um, the other major shift that is a, you know, a, a huge increase in benefits for our members is we're going uh, flat pricing across every single game, which basically means that you can trade in games that you don't want to go to for games that you do, um, and we're not charging you um, a variable price based on the game. Oh, that's fantastic. So no sort of surcharge, basically, for going to a more popular game. Exactly. We used to charge um, fans the difference in the price to change the game. And, and really what we're trying to do is get people to see the macro benefits of this program and understand that once you're a member, we're going to do everything in our power to take care of you and make sure that you have the most value-rich experience in baseball. And it looks like at um, all ticket levels now, there are, there's access to things like um, the reduced uh, uh, parking. Is that is that the case? That's correct. So every single member gets $10 parking. Um, every single member gets half off concessions. Every single member gets 25% off merchandise. Oh my gosh, so that seems like a, an incredible benefit. Um, when do these when do these plans start to go on sale? So they're going to go on sale on August fifth. 
It's fantastic. Put that in your uh, in the back of your minds, A's fans. Now, I know you guys are opening up Mount Davis for that August 24th game against the Giants. Um, what, what can you tell me about that? I know last year, obviously, you did the same thing. And, and what was the reaction to that? Yeah, well, we've been monitoring the ticket sales closely. Um, this week, we actually sold the last ticket. Um, and, you know, with, we, we've got several weeks to go. Um, and so we just you know, know that that's a big celebration for this entire region uh, and just wanted to make sure that we can open up that experience for as many people as possible. And so um, last year we did it. We, we have special concessions pricing up there. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of the facilities and infrastructure are a little outdated. So we just want to make sure that people have a great experience. And so uh, it's all general admission up there. Um, we're going to have special concessions pricing. We're basically going to offer um, access discounts for everyone up there. It'll be a pretty limited menu. We're going to do hot dogs, sodas, beers, kind of the basic stuff. Right, like last year. Chris, what can you tell me about um, August 4th, which is access day? What's going to go on then? On the 4th, we're going to offer the access benefits for everybody who attends the game. Um, which are really kind of key, three key benefits. We're going to do half off concessions for everybody. We're going to do 25% off merchandise and we're going to do $10 parking. Um, so you just drive up to the gate, $10. Uh, it's really just our way of showing people how awesome the benefits are of A's access and just opening up it to everyone for one day. And then the next day, the next year's access plans go on sale. Yeah, it's like we coordinated it. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Um, now, I know uh, there's sort of a, a little bit of a new format, too, for, for fans who prefer, right? Um, what are you offering in terms of digital memberships? So we got a lot of, one of the things we try to do as much as possible is listen to fans. And a lot of it comes through social media. Um, but we have lots of folks that said, hey, look, I didn't bring my physical credential, um, you know, the beauty of the program is it's flexible. You can come whenever you want. And so we have lots of uh, anecdotes about it. I was at the office and I you know, wasn't planning on coming to the game. And then a buddy called me and I wanted to swing by. Um, and so now we're going to offer digital credentials as well. Okay, so people can just you know show them to, to you on their phone or, or whatever and that, that will get them in. That's correct. Oh, that, that is much easier. Um, now with the different levels what, what are the sort of the lowest prices people might be looking at for access plans next year access 2020 starts at 33 dollars a month uh, chris one thing that struck me um when i was uh, looking through some of the numbers about the access plan is that um the fans that are getting the access plan uh seem to be significantly younger than than the typical ace fan or maybe mlb fan what what uh, are you guys noticing there well, in, in developing the program, we actually did a, a bunch of research and really started to understand that younger fans actually want something fundamentally different, which is more flexibility, more social experiences. Um, some of the more traditional fans, you know, will describe their ideal experience as a high level of consistency, same people, same seat, that sort of thing. Um, and so by rolling out a plan that was, you know, meaningfully more flexible, meaningfully more social, um, the new members for A's Access were actually 11 years younger um, than our base of members that we had going into the year. That is, um, that's pretty extraordinary, the difference. So I'm assuming that uh, Major League Baseball, which has been concerned about sort of the, the aging um, baseball fan base, um, has, has expressed maybe some interest in this. Yeah, we, um, Dave Cavill and myself, um, John Fisher actually went down to see the commissioner. Um, as a follow-up to that meeting, just giving him the overview, he asked us to put together you know, a one-page overview of how the program works that he could share with um, the rest of the ownership groups. I've probably had conversations with 
20 of my 30 counterparts. Um, I don't anticipate people doing exactly what we're doing, but I think there's some really good learnings about one, the benefit of, you know, a membership based subscription model, which like we talked about earlier is, you know, really an important part of life today. We subscribe to everything, um, but also um, something that's much more flexible and really aims to differentiate that experience from a member um, to just someone who's walking in on a given day. How, how much does being in the Bay Area do you think help because people in the Bay Area are so, you know, tech savvy, tech forward and used to paying, you know, memberships for various different things, especially online. Is that, do you think that that's helped in some ways? Uh, undoubtedly, I think you know. Very early on, when we were just like throwing around this concept. I actually had a neighborhood barbecue, and most of my neighbors are uh, in tech or software. And and one of them goes, "You're creating baseball as a service." And like that was a day where I was like, "Okay, light went off. Like we should really start to study those business models more deeply." Um, we don't call it that, but it's kind of a joke that we use in the office. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, you guys are also doing something different this year with your radio broadcasts, obviously with the the streaming and you've got essentially you know is access there too how is that going what are your impressions of, of uh, the way you guys are handling I don't even I guess we can't even call it radio um, with your with it's, your it's audio, only. audio yeah. yes yeah what, what are your impressions and um, how are people reacting we've been thrilled it allows us to just tell stories we've never been able to tell um, I think we are now the third most popular team specific broadcast on TuneIn. Um, the fans have really enjoyed it you know on um, I think it was Wednesday this week we were able to do something really fun and just do a completely different broadcast. We did a, an analytics-centric broadcast for those folks, um, still aired the traditional broadcast on radio. Um, but you know, I think most importantly, you know, it allows us to, to have that platform that we need to continue to grow the fan base and give them the stories um, that they're looking for. Um, we recently did, you know, I've done A's Cast Live, which is a live show with Chris Townsend, which really is a, a game changer moving from, you know, primarily pre-recorded kind of shoulder programming to something that's live and a lot more conversational has been uh, a really good improvement for us as well. Well, great. Chris Giles, you guys just keep kind of moving things forward here with the A's. It's really exciting to see. I'm sure we will be talking to you again sometime soon about uh, the how things are going with A's Access 2020. I look forward to it, Susan. Thank you very much. Our thanks again to A's COO, Chris Giles, for joining us today. Our producers were King Kaufman and Libby Coleman. We will be back later in the week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter, at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.